everybody. This is Jacqueline with Waymaker Ministries. Uh, today is my podcast that I'm doing. I know it's been a while since I've been on. I have been going through some, uh, you know, uh, medical stuff and uh, also just, you know, having to take a break for a little bit. So, you know, uh, I'm sure y'all understand and everything like that but we're going to get back into the swing of things and uh of course you know this is just the way it is so let's get started um today we're going to talk about uh fear and you know of course i'm sure many of us deal with fear um you know, everybody has fear. Um, but the thing is, is some of us let it take us over. And that's the thing. We, we can't, we can't let us take us, take us over. Um, it even says in the Bible that, you know, if you have fear, then you do not have faith. But let's uh, read today about fear in the devotional that I have. Of course, y'all know it is Grace for the Moment by Max Licato. And this is what he says uh, today. So, this is our devotional for September 9th. It says, Fear and Faith. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, singing songs to God as the other prisoners listened. That was Acts 16.25. It says, Great acts of faith are seldom born out of calm calculation. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but that right there was very interesting and caught me uh, off guard because I had not really thought about that right there. It says, fear is hardly basically born out of calm calculation. And just think of that for a second. You're talking about we don't run around with fear 100% of the time. We're not sitting there with calm calculation and have fear at the same time. Uh, Usually when we are, you know, calm and and everything is fine, The thing is, you know, that's not when we have fear. We have our faith all in order at that time. And and we are devoted to Jesus Christ at that time. And everything is normal at that time. With that being said, that seems a little, um, I don't even know the word. Uh, for that it it seems that we uh, just kind of two-faced to God at that point 
because you know here we are and we love our Lord we worship our Lord when everything is okay but when everything is falling to pieces then we jump up and throw our hands up in the air and we're like oh Lord I pray you know save my blank or help my blank or do my blank and I promise I will blank and at that time that's when we are trying to show our faith uh, to our Lord and at that time uh, you know we're supposed to be praying to our Lord and showing our faith now say that's a friend or say that your your parents or your 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 family your um, best friend anything like that when all of that is the case would your friend really like you if you only liked them when everything is going wrong I don't think so I don't think my friend would like me if I was only their friend when everything was going wrong so we need to really analyze what we are going to do about being God's friend being God's um, you know person of faith all the time not just when things are going downhill okay I'm just going to point out some things about fear that I need you to hear okay things about fear in the Bible it says that in Romans uh, 8.15 it says you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear but you received the spirit of sonship and by him we cry Abba Father it also says in 2 Timothy 1.7 God did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear but a spirit of power of love and of self-discipline that right there I want you to understand you have power over that I want you to understand that you have power over fear you have power over Satan who is in there in, in your ear your ear just saying did God really say did God really say did God really say and, and that is what's going on when the fear is is hitting you fear started in the Garden of Eden 
And I know that that doesn't sound right because it didn't seem like Eve was really in fear. But there was fear. Let me explain. It started out that God had created Adam and Eve, that everything was perfect. And then Eve had a moment alone by herself. I'm not sure if, well, I'm I'm pretty certain that, that Adam was with her, but she had, and he had a moment alone, away from God the Father. And so, of course, nobody really has a moment alone, but I'm saying a moment of spiritual aloneness. That's even a word. Sorry. Um, When she had that moment where her free will was tested, that is when the serpent whispered in her ear and said, Hey, you know, you, you see that tree... Now, God did say, (laughs) she's saying God said I can have of any tree except for that one. And Satan is saying to her, but did God really say? Because God doesn't want you to believe. That you can't have that tree. He doesn't want you to think that you can't have it. Because he knows that you will have your eyes open. And that you will be able to be like him. That's what he wants. Or that's what he doesn't want. He doesn't want you to have the ability to be like him. That right there, it doesn't sound like fear when you first come off of it, but it is. That is the first little piece of fear. I know it, like I said, it doesn't sound like it, but think about it for a minute. We're talking about Satan tempting Eve and when he did so he looked at her and he he whispered to her hey God doesn't want you to have this 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 and have your eyes opened and be like him when he said that, she was like, so you're saying that that God doesn't want me to see what he sees. And that, I think, actually upset her. Um, 
as a woman, I mean, I'm sorry, this is probably, this may be off topic, and uh, it may be wrong, but I'm going to guess on this one, this educational guess. Okay, as a woman, (laughs) we don't like it when we don't get our way. We don't like it when we think that something is going on that we should be allowed to do. Uh, We don't like it when our... um, We're not as smart as somebody else is. We hate that more than anything. Um, We want to have it all. And we want to be that, hey, I know so much that with me being uh, right, I am 99.9% right. And you are the other 0.1%. I know everything. And that's the way it's supposed to be. (laughs) That's what my stepmom used to say when I was growing up. She was like, I'm 99.9% right. And you are the other 0.1%. And that's just the way it is. She was convincing that, you know, she had eyes in the back of her head. I mean... It was just, it was weird. And truly, I mean, you couldn't get away with anything when it came to her. And really, I mean, in all honesty, you really can't get away with anything with me when it comes to my children. I know everything. And <laughs> maybe that is a God thing. But then praise Jesus for that because it's saved my children from doing a lot of bad stuff so I'm actually quite thankful to God for that one but with all of that being said you know I'm just saying women are that way they want to know we we, we want to know and the fear of us not knowing can be uh a little bit upsetting so that's an issue number one number two um, I think Satan knew that and that's the reason he came after the woman first because you have to you would have to sit there I think that the man if he had gone after Adam first Adam would have been stronger. Um, I mean, really think about that one. I think Adam would have been stronger and um, it would have been a different kind of story that we're talking about today because men have a strength about saying no um, a lot better than women do. Um, 
we are women are compulsive, not compulsive, but impulsive, and it is very, very easy for us to say, "Oh, well, you know, I like it. I think I'm gonna get it." Okay, you know, <laughs> and um, like with my husband, even though he sits there and he's like, "Babe, no." We're not going to get that right now. No. No. And I, I mean, I obey him. We have a very, um, I, I'm very submissive to my husband, as it says in the Lord, in the book of the Lord. So um, I just uh, have to put it back and just deal with it. So, no, that's that's the way our marriage is, and that's the way it should be. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, my husband, he is able to flat out say no. And that is the reason I believe that Satan couldn't have gone to the man first. I think he would have had a harder time dealing with uh, dealing with men and tempting a man first. It would have been harder for him. So... With that being said, let's go to what we should be doing when fear takes over. Okay, when fear takes over and we have a really tough time going on, what should we do? What is what is the thing that we need to do? Where where is our arsenal? Our arsenal is in prayer. And also in in prayer, (laughs) don't just jump to your conclusion and be like, okay, well, yeah, um, sure. Okay, I'm going to pray and it's going to hit the ceiling and I'm going to do what I want to do after that. No, that's not what we're going to do. You pray and then you wait on the Lord for his answer. Yes, it may take a while, and I'm sorry about that from a human standpoint, but God is God, and we run on His clock, not on ours. Our clock is imperfect, and I'm sorry about that, but if you wait on the Lord... I can tell you it is so much more more worth it to wait on the Lord for his answer because his answer is perfect. So, number one, the Lord's Prayer is our model of prayer. Look, if you don't know how to pray, just pray the Lord's Prayer and I will teach it to you real quick right now. Of course, it goes, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
That is the model prayer that Jesus taught us. If you have no other way to to pray, pray that. My other um, ideal way of praying is something that, you know, I just strongly believe in. When Jesus returned to his disciples and to the earth after he was crucified when he rose from the grave he informed us that he was going to leave us with the comforter the comforter is the holy spirit and that holy spirit is placed inside us you will feel him you will feel him inside just it's it's in your gut your gut feeling that is the Holy Spirit. And I strongly believe that when you have a hard time praying, you don't know what to say, that that Holy Spirit, it says somewhere in the Bible that He will groan for you. He groans for you. He knows what you need. You may not I mean you may not as a human out here out here in your your soul and in your body, you may not know what is going on or what you need, but the spirit inside of you He's got it all together. And he knows. So leave it up to him. Because he does know. He does know. And if if there's nothing else for you to say, I would just outright say, you know, Lord, please let your spirit that you have placed inside of me know exactly what is going on with me and let him guide me and let him know what I need and whatever that is let it take me over and it'll happen because there I mean we don't always know We just don't always know what we need. We are children. Children of God. And we do not always know what we need. So leave it up to the spirit inside of you. Okay. With the prayer and waiting on the Lord... 1 Peter chapter 5, 6 through 7 says, Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Cast all of your anxiety on him. He doesn't say, cast just a little bit because God can't handle a whole lot. It doesn't say that, does it? 
God is a big God. I used to have a real problem with that. Because I was like, Ooh, I don't think God could handle all my stuff. I mean, I'm I'm just so full of anxiety. I've got I've I've got this. I've got that. This, that, and the other. Let me tell you, God can handle it. He is a very big God, and He doesn't just work for you. He works for everybody in the world, in the universe, everybody. So, don't worry. He is a big God, a huge God. An unbelievable, can move your mountains, can just change the world and everything in it for you. You have got to realize that. Give him your yoke because his burden is light. Just understand, <laughs> understand that all this time that you have been so concerned about, I don't know if God can handle it. It's so big. And maybe he doesn't love me like that. Maybe. No, honey. He loves you more than what you think he loves you at. It is such a perfect love that is that it is the same quality of love that is in the amount of the love as he loved his son. Can you believe that? It is the same amount of perfection of love as the love that he loved his son. Okay. I'm going to, let's see. This right here, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That is key and important. Look. I advise you to go and read Job because that man, he had everything taken away and he became very sick. Just read it. Find out what it means to thank God in the hardest time of your life and in the best time of your life. God doesn't want you just to thank Him when things get tough. And God doesn't want you to thank Him in times that are great. 
You need to thank him in times that are all times. It it is important, so important, that you are not a two-faced Christian. That has been what this podcast has been about. Do not be sitting on the fence with one leg on one side and one leg on the other of Christianity where you just don't know if you're one today or tomorrow. No, don't do that. And do not be a two-faced Christian because let me tell you, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for anybody else. The reason why I'm saying it doesn't work for anybody else, just to follow up on that, we are supposed to be disciples and missionaries. We're supposed to be out there spreading the word. People are supposed to see Christ written all over us so that we can bring more people onto the side of God and bring them into heaven with us. But if you're out there being a two-faced Christian, you are wasting God's time. Wasting your time, wasting God's time, wasting the person's time. Don't be a two-faced Christian. Just go out there into the world And be the kind of Christian that you're supposed to be, which is the kind of Christian that knows Jesus Christ, knows that he wants you in the good times and the bad times, in all of the times, because he's there in all the times for you. So much so that he put himself on a cross. Even when it was hard for him to do so. Because he felt human too. Not only did he feel the God part. But he felt the human part. Was he two-faced about it? Absolutely not. He knew his job. Do you? Okay, everybody, that's the end of this podcast. I so appreciate y'all listening. If y'all have any comments or you want to have anything, uh, you know, studied up on and and learn about, please leave your uh, messages on Jacqueline K M. U-A, that's J-A-C-L-Y-N-K-M-U-A at gmail.com until we get a permanent um, Waymaker Ministries uh, email address for me directly. And uh, I will do my very best to uh, learn whatever you are asking about 
and discuss it with you over the podcast. But I am so glad you listened to this today. And uh, I look forward to next week. So you take care of yourself. And thank you so much. May God be with you. And I will be praying for all of y'all. And uh, hugs all of y'all. Have a good week. Bye.